You're listening to Unveiling the Magic Podcast, where newcomers and seasoned Potterheads are all welcome. Hello and welcome back to Unveiling the Magic. My name is Laura. I'm Joni. And I'm Priscilla. And in this episode, we chat about not our diary entries like we did last week, but a bloke named Riddle who attended Hogwarts 50 years ago. Two of Harry's friends find themselves in unpleasant situations. And oh yeah, Joni got the Quidditch again. Oh my god, I was <laughs> laughing when usual. I saw that in your notes. <laughs> Surprise, Joni gets another Quidditch it match. Sounds, it sounds like a disease. Joni got the Quidditch. <laughs> <laughs> or not a disease, like a, a flu. Oh my god. Joni got the Quidditch. Well, I don't have the flu. Um, but how are we today? We're good. I'm um officially not sick anymore, just like slight congestion, but I think that's just from, you know, being in airplanes all the time. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm feeling better. We're good. Just working a lot. Not not much else going on. Oh, we hit four K today on okay. our stream streaming page on Facebook, which is absolutely amazing. We're super, super excited and you know. That was, yes. that was a lot of fun. If you don't remember, they are, Priscilla and her husband are on Mile High Streams on Facebook. Yeah, we're on Facebook Gaming, so if you guys like to uh, watch streams or just kind of hang out, that's kind of what we do. How are you guys? I'm good. I'm, what am I doing? I'm not doing a lot. I got my hair cut. I was going to say, did you do something to your hair? I was like looking at it and I was like, well, she has her headphones on, so I can't tell. Yeah. <laughs> it looks. Um, uh, you posted a photo. It looked really cute. Oh, yeah. So I was trying to post a picture of my hair um, and Roxas kept on photobobbing. So he stole the show. <laughs> yeah, that one picture of him like side eyeing, like he was like, this is my mom. Yeah. And that's what it looked like. Oh, yeah, no, no. It's just like, this is my time to shine, mom. You don't yeah, get yeah. to take pictures of yourself. <laughs> it's only of me. So, yeah, I did that. It does. I told Sissy this earlier because I don't I haven't styled it really. <laughs> If I if I put my hair in the middle part, which is you know the thing to do these days, mm-hmm. I look like Snape. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> if you can picture it, it's like at that length. It's that perfect oh, length, yeah. and then it's just got the the really like um, messy layers, um, and it just I'm just like I I can't go out looking like this unless I'm like wearing all black and a cloak. Oh my and- gosh. Oh, Yelling that's Potter. like the perfect um, Halloween costume this year for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I need to figure awesome. out. Maybe do like a family thing. Maybe make I don't know. I'll make Roxas because I don't want to make him hairy because that's a weird dynamic. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't be. <laughs> oh gosh, um, is that it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's just now. like, is that it? Are you done talking? Can, <laughs> can I tell you how I am now? I didn't mean to say it like that. Tony's like, I guess. Okay, I'm done talking. No, yeah, I'm, nothing else going on in my life. I'll eventually. Oh, I did want to say this. So I actually caught up on our episodes, and I mentioned how I um, picked up my cross stitch and how I was planning on watching Star Wars, Star while, Wars, Star Wars, while um, doing my cross stitch. Uh, still not happening, but I have a lot done oh, on my cross stitch. I thought that you were going to say that you did. What? A letdown, Joni. <laughs> well, can guess, you, like, 
I listened to it this week and I'm like, oh, still haven't done that. But I have really done a lot of work on my cross stitch. But um, I've ended so up just what watching have you Criminal been Minds. Criminal Minds. Oh, Criminal I'm Minds. I'm on season four. <laughs> mm, that's good. That's good I'll get show. there eventually. But now I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> so Joni has not caught up on Star Wars. Got it. Thank you for for that. Uh, okay. Well, that's okay because I still haven't watched Bridgerton, and I'm I was finishing editing last episode where both of you yelled at me about that. <laughs> <laughs> but we did finish um, Umbrella Academy, and I really, really enjoyed it, and I can't wait for season three. Yes, it's a good one. I'm glad you liked it. Yes. Um, and I told you I was restarting Outlander. <laughs> Tomorrow we'll be watching Lightning because we made it to the Stanley Cup. Yes, we did. Oh, Phil was like jokingly saying, or I was jokingly saying, yeah, I was jokingly saying, oh, we should go to one of the games. And he's like, okay. I'm like, those tickets are so expensive. He's like, we'll figure it out. I'm like, oh my gosh. I don't <laughs> That'd think it's be awesome. Happen, but it would be really cool to be able to go. I have a question yeah. about sports. What mm-hmm. is hockey? I mean, sure, but <laughs> how often does the Stanley Cup come? Because didn't they just win it? They were delayed last season because of COVID. So last oh. season was pushed back. This is usually the time that Stanley Cup happens. Okay. I was just like, yeah. did it, didn't they win it like right around the Super Bowl? Because like, yeah. I remember Tampa going a little nuts then. And yeah. It was very confused. Yeah, I've it was a little confused. bit before the Super Bowl, but. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. sure. I was I'm so like, sad that I'm going to be working tomorrow, but I'll be able to catch some uh, highlights, I'm sure. Yes. But that's exciting. You know, we're Tampa fans here. If you guys are listening, go Bolts. <laughs> but yeah, that's cool. Speaking of, well, this is, I don't even know how I even thought about this. Oh, someone was talking about <laughs> something. Oh, Star Wars. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was at games. So, so this is just so you guys know that I... Yeah. I'm slowly becoming a full-on nerd. I was at GameStop, and I was Mm -hmm. looking for one of those Funko Pops. Myra wanted a Demon Slayer one. She really likes Mm -hmm. that that show. Um, And they didn't have it, so we pre-ordered one for her. And so then we started walking around the store. And growing up, I have never gone into GameStop, maybe like once or twice to get someone like gift card or something. But I've never gone in and like looked around and I was in there and I saw so many things and I was so excited Mm -hmm. and I was like, who am I? So I text (laughs) Phil and I was like, I was just so, I bought like three things, like mostly Animal Crossing stuff, but we saw some Star Wars things. So I thought about Phil and I was like super excited. I was like, oh, what do you like? Some of these things. He texts him and I was like, am I a nerd? Because I was just walking around GameStop and I was really excited about everything that I saw. And he was like, you are. And so then I responded awesome. with an uh, with a Harry Potter gif. And it was <laughs> when Harry, I haven't seen this, but it was a gif. It's when Harry was like, who am I, Hedwig? <laughs> so then he was like, you are a nerd. You just responded to me with a Harry Potter gif after asking me if you were a nerd. Oh, and I was gosh. like, oh, my God, you're right. <laughs> Everyone, my work is done. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! Like it's oh like it was so funny. Have you gone in, into a, a box lunch? Yeah, that's store? a good store too. Box lunch? Yeah, there's one no. in the Brandon Mall. Yeah, there's one Ooh. in Brandon Mall. It's 
amazing. It's Harry Potter, it's Friends, it's The Office, it's just anything that you're a fan of, it's there. Oh my yes. gosh. So What is it? It's just like, I don't, it's like a weird merchy store. Oh my gosh. Box yeah, like, like, yeah. Lots of okay. fandom store. Yeah. And I think there's something, there's something about like the title, the title, the name of the store that like when you purchase something, it actually goes, it like donates to box lunches somewhere. Oh. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> I think box that's lunch. the, the, um, the whole thing of it. But that's actually where we got Roxas's like last, his Naruto Halloween oh. costume. Yeah. We got that last year for him. Oh, great place. Definitely. Yeah, I'll have recommend. to check it out. I will check it out. I don't even think I don't even know if Phil knows about it. He probably does. We just probably never been. But yeah, I have to go shopping a little bit next weekend. I'm off for a few days. So maybe we'll hit it up. Yeah. yeah. Hold on. I have a special guest. I want to say hi to you guys. <gasps> oh, I didn't even hear her. Oh, she looks Hi, crazy. Bella. She's like, She's, so She's looking straight to the camera. <laughs> yeah, I know. She oh. acts like she was tired when she was asking me to pick her up. Okay. You, ooh, stinky breath. <laughs> and last thing, everyone, I turned 31 Friday. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm excited. Yes, someone has a birthday. I don't know. I think 30s are going to be good. I like 30. Priscilla's turning 30 this month. Oh, gosh. Or next month. Why do we have to bring that up? Because <laughs> I think 30s are good years. Yeah, 30s are good. I feel like it's it's going to... I don't... I can't believe that we're in our 30s, man. What the heck? Yes. I feel like... Yes. Especially because we've all known each other since we have been like 14, 15. Teenagers. Oh, my gosh. It's so weird to we're think old. about. I mean, I'm not in my 30s yet, but I'm... Okay. I'm, I'm approaching... You're getting there. Mm -hmm. It's, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> but yeah, that's how we are. <laughs> yeah. Where did we leave off, Joni? We left off with Harry and Ron learn to walk in Crab and Goyle shoes while Hermione is stuck in the bathroom coughing up fur balls. Oh, actually, I really like that whole thing. Very Thanks. clever. I came up with it in a minute while, right before Roxas came, got up from his nap. <laughs> okay. So our Hermie, that's what I put, our Hermione is a furry cat right now in the hospital wing, and she's there for several weeks. Students were thinking, the students who came back from like Christmas holidays, they were thinking that something happened to her during the holidays, thinking she was attacked. Harry and Ron visited her, visited her every evening and brought her her homework. She was in better spirits one evening while they visited. Her face was clear and her eyes were almost back to brown. Hermione asked if they had any new leads on the slithering air, and the boys said no gloomily. Harry noticed something gold sticking un out from underneath Hermione's pillow, and Hermione tried to hide it, but Ron was too quick. Mm -hmm. It was a get-well card from dear old Lockhart. She's obsessed with him. Oh my gosh. That's yes. cute. We've I'm all very... been 12 and obsessed with a celebrity. Yeah, that's true. And yeah. she has like letter from him. Can you imagine? Oh, I Someone know. that you're obsessed with and then like they write you. <laughs> Come on. I completely get it. That probably would be under my pillow as well. Yeah. 
Especially if it said this, you know. <laughs> to Miss Laura. <laughs> to Miss Granger. Wishing you a speedy recovery from your concerned teacher, Professor Gildory Lockhart. Order of Merlin, third class, honorary member of the Dark Force Defense League, and five-time winner of Witch Weekly's Most Charming Smile Award. Gosh, how sweet. I love that he didn't make the letter about himself and, you know. <laughs> talked about himself more. But our, our dude, Ron, you sleep with it under your pillow, said Ron, disgusted. And I was like, ah, oh, to be young and in love. <laughs> Ron seems to be a little jelly of Lockhart as Harry and Ron left to go to the Gryffindor Tower. Then they hear an outburst from the floor above them. It was Filch. They hid out of sight, wondering if there had been another attack. They heard Filch's hysterical voice. Even more work for me. Mopping all night like I haven't got enough to do. No, this is a final straw. I'm going to Dumbledore. As Filch left, the boys crept from the corner they were where Mrs. Norris was attacked, and the corridor floor was flooded from Myrtle's bathroom again. They could hear Myrtle's wailing cries. Now what's up with her, said Ron. They sloshed their way through the water to the bathroom, and Myrtle was crying louder than ever before in her usual toilet. What's up, Myrtle, said Harry, and she goes, who's that? Come to throw something else at me? Glugged. That's the word they used in the book. <laughs> Glugged, Myrtle. Harry asked why he would do that, and Myrtle shouts, Don't ask me. Here I am, minding my own business, and someone thinks it's funny to throw a book at me. But it can't hurt you if someone throws something at you, said Harry. When I read that part, I was like, oh, that's Ron. <laughs> but it was Harry. That's a definite Ron line. I think it was a Ron line in the movie. Oh, maybe that's why I think it. But still, Ron would no, say like, that. No, like, Ron would definitely say that. Ron's definitely rubbing <laughs> off on Harry right here. <laughs> yeah. This was the wrong thing to say to Myrtle. She puffs herself up and shrieks. Let's all throw books at Myrtle because she can't feel it. Ten points if you get it through her stomach. Fifty points if it goes through her head. <laughs> Jeez, what a pity party. Oh my gosh. Oh, moaning Myrtle. Myrtle did not know who threw the book at her while she was, you know, just thinking about death. But she points to the black shabby book soaked on the bathroom floor. Harry goes to reach for it. But Ron stops him. Are you crazy? It could be dangerous. Harry laughs it off. How could it be dangerous? It's just a book. And Ron says, you'd be surprised. Some of the books the ministries confiscated. Dad's told me. There was one that burned your eyes out. Gracious. And everyone who read Sonnets of a Sorcerer spoke in limericks for the rest of their lives. Oh my gosh. And some old witch in Bath had a book that you could never stop reading. Oh my gosh. All right. I got the point, said Harry, but he still wants to investigate it. He picked, up, he picked it up and noticed that it was a diary with a faded year that told him it was 50 years old. Hmm. Interesting. A 50-year-old diary. What are you doing here? The name on the first page said T.M. Riddle in smudged ink. Ron recognized the name instantly. Riddle got an award for special services to the school 50 years ago. Harry is surprised that Ron knows this random fact, but Ron clarifies that he can't forget it because he had to polish the dang award 50 times during the tension he had with Filch, and he even got some slugs on it. They flip through the book, and it looked like Riddle never wrote in it. Harry notices that there was a printed name of a variety store 
in London. So this riddle dude must have been muggle-born. Harry pockets the diary. It was the beginning of February when Hermione finally left the hospital wing. Harry shows her the diary and she thinks that it could have hidden powers. Ron doesn't see why Harry has kept it, and Harry tells them that he just wants to know who threw it out. Maybe they know what Riddle did to get this award. Could have been anything. Maybe he got 30 OWLs or saved a teacher from the giant squid. Maybe he mur murdered... <laughs> Too many M's. Maybe he murdered... Oh my god. <laughs> murdered Myrtle. Maybe he murdered Myrtle. That would have done everyone a favor. Jeez, Ron, that's so rude. Gosh. But Harry and Hermione had different thought. The Chamber of Seekers was open 50 years ago, but Ron is still not following. Oh, Ron, wake up, snapped Hermione. <laughs> we know the person who opened the chamber last time was expelled 50 years ago. We know TM Riddle got an award for special, special services to the school 50 years ago. Well, what if Riddle got his special award for catching the heir of Slytherin? His diary would probably tell us everything. Where the chamber is, and how it is, how to open it, and what sort of creature lives in it. The person who's behind the attacks this time wouldn't want that lying around, would they? That's a brilliant theory, Hermione, said Ron. With just one tiny little flaw, there's nothing written in his diary. But Hermione was pulling her wand out of her bag. It might be invisible ink, she whispered. She tapped the diary three times and said, a parisium. Nothing happened. Undaunted, Hermione shoved her hand back into her, her bag and pulled out what appeared to be a bright red eraser. It's a revealer. I got it in Diagon Alley, she said. She rubbed hard on January 1st. Nothing happened. I'm telling you, there's nothing to find in there, said Ron. Riddle just got a diary for Christmas and couldn't be bothered filling it in. Harry is obsessed now with this diary. He's sure that he'd never heard the name T.M. Riddle before, but he still almost felt connected to him, like he was an old friend or something. Harry wanted to know more about him, so Harry, Ron, and Hermione go to the trophy room to see Riddle's award. The award had no details on it, though. They did find out that this Riddle dude also had his name on an old medal for magical merit, and he was on a list of head boys. Ron says he sounds like Percy, and Hermione feels hurt by this comment. You say that like it's a bad thing. <laughs> Hogwarts seemed a little more hopeful as time went on without an attack since Justin and nearly headless Nick. Professor Sprout also announced that the Mandrakes were becoming moody and secretive, meaning they were fast leaving childhood. Harry was beginning to think that the Slytherin monster was settling down for another 50 years. But as far as Ernie was concerned... Our boy Ernie. He was still suspect of Harry, and Peeves was still seeing his Potter You Rotter song, but now with a dance routine. Potter You Rotter. Lockhart seemed to think that he did away with the monster. I don't think there'll be any more trouble, Minerva. I think the chamber has been locked for good this time. The culprit must have known it was only a matter of time before I caught him, he said, winking. Then he said, he knows what the school needs, a morale booster, then strodes off. I forgot about this part, Jenny. Valentine's morale booster. On February 14th, it was clear what Lockhart was up to. Harry was going down to breakfast a little late on this particular morning, and when he walked into the Great Hall, he saw the walls were covered with large, lurid pink flowers. 
There was heart-shaped confetti falling from the ceiling. Harry sat next to Ron, who looked sickened, but Hermione was overcome with the giggles. Oh. Lockhart was in lurid pink robes to match the decorations. He wishes the students a happy Valentine's Day and thanks to those who sent him flowers. Or, <laughs> flowers. <laughs> and thanks to those who sent him cards. 46 of them. Yes, Hermione, to Ron's disgust, was one of them. <laughs> but the fun doesn't stop at breakfast. A dozen surly-looking dwarves walk into the Great Hall. Lockhart called them my friendly card-carrying ca- card cupids. These guys will be delivering cards all day today. Oh, what fun. And you know what else is fun? Apparently asking Professor Snape to whip up a love potion. I read this part and I chuckled because it said that Harry looked at Professor Snape and he had like this face that like he would, I forgot what he said, but he would like basically murder you if you asked him <laughs> oh, for yeah. a love potion. <laughs> like a, a, he'll brew up like a, a poison potion. Yeah, if you know. ask or him. feed him. Yeah. Feed you like a poison if you asked him for a love potion. I just imagine Snape's face if like someone was volunteering him to (laughs) teach a love potion on Valentine's Day and being like all happy. He's like, no, don't even think about it. As much as I don't like Gilderoy, I love how he eggs on Snape. Yeah. (laughs) Just makes me laugh. All day long, the dwarves were barging in classes to deliver cards. Then as Harry was walking to charms, a dwarf caught up with him. Oi, you, Harry Potter. Harry was hot all over, so he tried dodging away. He was surrounded by some first years that included Ginny. Stay still, the dwarf grunted and grabbed Harry's bag. Harry tugged back and then his bag rips and splits in two. The contents of his bag's fall bag falls out onto the floor and his ink bottle smashed over everything. Harry scrambles to pick up everything before the dwarf can start singing. To make things even worse for poor Harry, Draco walks up to this mess. The dwarf pretty much tackles Harry and starts his song. I'll try and remember how Jim Dale sings it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> pretty good. His eyes are as green as a fresh pickled toad. His hair is as dark as a blackboard. I wish he was mine. He's really divine. The hero who conquered the Dark Lord. Something like good that. Good job. Yay, good job, Laura. <laughs> Beautiful. Harry wanted to evaporate on the spot. Oh. And Percy was there, and he was dispersing the crowd, telling them to get back to class, including Malfoy. That's when Harry sees Malfoy snatch something from the ground. Riddle's diary. Give it back, Harry says quietly. Malfoy wants to toy with him, though. He thinks it's Harry's personal diary. Onlookers, including Jenny, watch apprehensively. Percy tries to use his prefect authority to direct Malfoy. But Harry whips his wand and says, Expelliarmus, and the diary shoots from Malfoy's hand into the air where Ron grins and catches it. Nice. Harry gets five points taken for magic in the corridor from Percy, but it was worth one-upping Malfoy. And I'll pause here. Because remember our discussion about prefix mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. points? Yeah. Did yeah. you ever look it up, Johnny? No, but I can get the book. No. Okay. All right. I already did. Okay, cool. So what So what prefix can do is they can take points from their house and their house only. Okay, that's what um, I thought maybe. That's what I was yeah. thinking maybe. Oh my gosh, so why would that, they do that? Just because, because 
Uh, it's basically like your leadership and your like the prefix are there to help the the teachers keep everybody else in check. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. just like an extra pair of eyes. But because there's a school competition between points, you don't want to give the prefix the power to take away points from other houses because then they could run away with that power mm, and be like, I don't like you and I want to win. So, mm-hmm. But yeah, I just remember having this conversation where like, yeah. I don't know what the answer was. Yeah, I listened to that episode. I'm like, oh, I should look that up. And then I, did, I didn't. <laughs> I, like I already finished the fifth book. And so I put it back on my oh, show. I have told I you, you told this. Me. Yes. <laughs> I still haven't finished that. I haven't even started that chapter, and I don't... I can't. <laughs> I will. Priscilla's looking at us like... Yeah, what do you... Mm. Oh. Okay, anyways. <laughs> like, it's a hard chapter to read? Uh. Oh, okay. I don't like knowing okay. that there's, like, stuff that I don't... Like, I'm, I don't want to read coming up. I don't like that. You have a lot of good... You have a lot of good stuff before. Okay. Like, oh. the book is good, too. So, uh, where did I leave off? Malfoy was, of course, mad, so he says to Ginny, I don't think Potter liked her valentine much. And Ginny covers her face and ran to her Aww. class. And I had a question. Did she did actually give him for that? sure? Yeah. Did we know for sure that was her? Is that just what is assumed? Uh, I think it's just assumed, but I also haven't read the details of the later books to where it could have just been mentioned in passing. Yeah. Where it's confirmed. But I think it's just assumed. I mean, I don't, like, the only other person in Harry Potter's fan club right now is petrified. So. Petrified. That's true. Oh, true. As the trio rush to charms, Harry notices something funny. All of his stuff is covered in ink. Everything except for Riddle's diary. <gasps> hmm. What? Why? It's magical. Well... His diary. Harry went to bed before anyone else that night. He wanted to examine Riddle's diary again. I think this is the most I've ever said diary or her diary. (laughs) The word diary. Diary. (laughs) Harry sat on his four poster, which by the way, I was like, what the heck is a four poster? It's a bed. It's a type of bed. I did not know that. Well, growing up, yeah, growing up reading this book, I did not know what it was. Like, when you talk about poster, I'm just like, okay, a poster on a wall? Yeah. But I don't know when I actually finally looked it up, but I was an adult. (laughs) Yeah, well, I, as an adult, did not know what a four poster was. And I'm like, what did he sit on? And then, like, later on, they use bed, or the author uses bed. So I'm like, okay, the four poster. I'm like, what is a four poster? I Googled it, and it's a bed. So I'm like, okay, that makes sense. It's just like like what we would call, like, a canopy bed. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Because it has, it gives him the privacy from their Oh, okay. The well, other um, roommates. Well, he's, he sat on his four poster and looked through the blank pages of the diary. Not one page had a trace of scarlet ink on it. He pulled out a new bottle, dipped his quill into it, and dropped a blot on, his, on the first page. The ink shone brightly for a second and then vanished. He tried again, but this time wrote, My name is Harry Potter. Same thing happened. But then, oozing back out of the page in his very own ink came new words. Hello, Harry. My name is Tom Riddle. How'd you come by my diary? These words also faded away, but not before Harry began writing back. Someone tried to flush it down the toilet. He waited eagerly for a reply. 
Lucky that I recorded my memories in some more lasting way than ink, but I always knew that there would be those who would not want this diary read. What do you mean? Harry wrote. I mean that this diary, so diary, holds memories of terrible things. Things that happened at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. That's where I am now, Harry wrote back. I'm at Hogwarts and horrible stuff's been happening. Do you know anything about the Chamber of Secrets? Riddle. I read like this whole like, (laughs) do I? Riddle's like ready. He writes like this. You know when you text someone and they write like this huge reply? This is literally what Riddle did. Yeah. And I think it even says his handwriting gets like messier because he's like writing so much. Yeah. He says, of course I know about the Chamber of Secrets. In my day, they told us that it was a legend, that it did not exist. But this was a lie. In my fifth year, the chamber was opened and the monster attacked several students, finally killing one. I caught the person who'd opened the chamber and he was expelled. But the headmaster, Professor Dippet, ashamed that such a thing had happened at Hogwarts, forbade me to tell the truth. A story was given out that the girl had died in a freak accident. They gave me a nice, shiny, engraved trophy for my trouble and warned me to keep my mouth shut. But I knew it could happen again. The monster lived on, and the one who had the power to release it was not imprisoned. Harry nearly upset his ink bottle in his hurry to write back. It's happening again now. There have been three attacks, and no one seems to know who's behind them. Who was it last time? I can show you if you'd like, came Riddle's reply. You don't have to take my word for it. I can take you inside my memory of the night when I caught him. Mm-mm. I know. Sounds what did Riddle scary. mean? How could he be taken into someone's memory? He saw new words forming. Let me show you. Harry paused for a second and then wrote, Okay. The pages of the diary began to blow as though caught in a high wind, stopping halfway through the month of June, the square of June 13th. I thought, oh, this would be really cool if we were reading this on June 13th. Oh, yeah turned into a mini tv screen he raised the book to press his eye against it and before he knew it his he felt his body leave his bed and go head first through the opening in the page he knew immediately where he was dumbledore's office but things looked different the wizard behind a desk was different i'm sorry said harry to the wizard but the wizard ignored it ignored him as if he didn't even hear him sorry i disturbed you i'll go now he half shouted (laughs) The wizard had finished reading a letter, sighed, got up, walked past Harry without glancing at him. Harry continued to look around. No fox to phoenix. This was Dumbledore's office 50 years ago, meaning this wizard was the headmaster and Harry was completely invisible. There was a knock at the door. Enter, said the old wizard. A boy about 16 entered. Ah, Riddle, said the headmaster. Riddle. Tom Riddle. You wanted to see me, Professor Dippet, said Riddle. He looked nervous. Sit down, said Dippet. I've just been reading the letter you sent me. Oh, said Riddle. He sat down, gripping his hands together very tightly. My dear boy, said Dippet kindly. I cannot possibly let you stay at school over the summer. Surely you want to go home for the holidays. No, said Riddle at once. I'd much rather stay at Hogwarts and go back to that. You live in a muggle orphanage during the holidays, I believe, said Dippet curiously. Yes, sir. You are muggle-born? Half-blood, sir, said Riddle. Muggle father, which mother? My mother died just after I was born, sir. They told me at the orphanage she lived just long enough to name me. Tom after my father. Marvolo after my grandfather. Dibbit clucked his tongue sympathetically. The thing is, Tom, he sighed. Special arrangements might have been made for you, but in the current circumstances. You mean all of these attacks, sir? 
hearing this, Harry's heart leapt and he moved closer, scared of missing anything. Precisely, said the headmaster. My dear boy, you must see how foolish it would be of me to allow you to remain at the castle when term ends, particularly in light of the recent tragedy, the death of that poor little girl. You will be safer by far at the orphanage. As a matter of fact, the Ministry of Magic is even now talking about closing this school. We are no nearer locating the er, source of all this unpleasantness. Sir, if the person was caught, if it all stopped, what do you mean? Riddle, do you mean you know something about these attacks? No, sir, said Riddle quickly. But Harry was sure it was the same sort of no that he himself had given Dumbledore. Teenagers. I know. He's like, I recognize that lie. Tom was dismissed. Harry followed him. They didn't see another person until they reached the entrance hall, when a tall wizard with long, sweeping auburn hair and beard called to Riddle and asked what he was doing wandering so late. Harry knew it was Dumbledore, only 50 years younger. That would have been so cool to see, like, your current headmaster 50 years ago. It's kind of like, oh, it's just interesting. Anyways, Dumbledore took him to, or excuse me, Dumbledore told him to hurry off to bed and off they continued. Tom led Harry to the dungeon in which Harry had potions with Snape. The torches were not lit and Harry could only see Tom standing still by the door. It felt like it was at least an hour before anything happened. But then he heard someone creeping along the passage. Riddle, quiet as a shadow, edged through the door and followed. They followed for about five minutes until Riddle stopped. Harry heard a door creak open and then someone speak in a hoarse whisper. Come on, gotta get you out of here. Come on now, in the box. There was something familiar about that voice. And right when I read this, I was like, I know that voice and I don't even know what the voice sounds like. (laughs) Oh, I know. Riddle suddenly jumped around the corner and Harry stepped out behind him. He could see the dark outline of a large boy who was crouching in front of an open door. Evening, Rubius, said Riddle. Rubius. Rubius, Hagrid, what are you doing? What are you doing there, man? Hagrid. It's not supposed to be you. The boy slammed the door shut and stood up. What What are you doing down here, Tom? Riddle stepped closer. It's all over, he said. I'm going to have to turn you in, Rubius. They're talking about closing Hogwarts if the tax don't stop. Would you... I don't think you meant to kill anyone, but monsters don't make good pets. I suppose you just let it out for exercise and... It never killed no one. And the large boy backing up against the closed door from behind him, Harry could hear a funny rustling and clicking. Come on, Rubia, said Riddle, moving yet closer. The dead girl's parents will be here tomorrow. The least Hogwarts can do is make sure that the thing that killed their daughter is slaughtered. It wasn't him. He wouldn't. He never... Stand aside, said Riddle, drawing out his wand. His spell lit the corridor with a sudden flaming light. The door behind the large boy flew open with such force it knocked him into the wall opposite. And out of it came something that made Harry let out a long, piercing scream. A vast, low-slung, hairy body and a tangle of black legs, a gleam of many eyes, and a pair of razor-sharp pincers. Riddle raised his wand again, but he was too late. The thing bowled him over and it scuttled away, tearing up the corridor and out of sight. So is this like a huge spider looking sort of thing? Mm -hmm. That's what I'm envisioning. Riddle scrambled to his feet, looking after it. He raised his wand, but the huge boy leapt on him, seized his wand and threw him back down, yelling, no! The scene was over and Harry felt himself falling and with a crash, 
landed back on his bed with Riddle's diary lying open on his stomach. Before he had time to regain his breath, the door opened. It was Ron. There you are, he said. Harry sat up, sweating and shaking. What's up, said Ron. It was Hagrid, Ron. Hagrid opened the Chamber of Secrets 50 years ago. I can't believe it. I don't like that. Your thoughts. I... (laughs) Okay, so this is when I was like, okay, I'm glad I can keep reading because the next chapter is part of what we were talking about in this episode. But I was like, what? It like none of it was like made sense to me because I have so many questions. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the person that opened the Chamber of Secrets is a Slytherin heir, right? That's what they're saying, yes. Well, I guess legend and that's, myth is yeah, that the, um, the Slytherin heir is the only one that can control the beast monster and the only one that could that would know where the Chamber of Secrets is. Okay, so this makes sense as to why later, well, literally where I'm about to read, they assume that because Hagrid left, that's why the attack stopped. Is that why they assume? Like chapter. Yeah, so I'll keep reading. The trio knew that Hagrid had a liking for large monstrous creatures, like the dragon he tried to raise and the giant three-headed dog he named Fluffy. Harry knew Hagrid would never mean to kill anyone. He probably heard there was a monster cooped up and felt bad for it. Hermione even suggested that Riddle might have gotten the wrong person. Maybe it was some other monster. How many monsters do you think this place can hold, asked Ron. They knew Hagrid had been expelled, but they never knew why. Until now, I guess. Mm -hmm. The attacks must have stopped after Hagrid was kicked out. Otherwise, Riddle wouldn't have gotten his award, said Harry. After going back and forth about Riddle and Hagrid and the monster, Hermione asked if they should go to Hagrid and ask him about it all. But in the end, they decided they wouldn't say anything unless there was another attack. More and more days passed without attacks or voices. They began to feel hopeful. The mandrakes were almost fully mature and ready. But yeah, it was referring to when Harry said the attacks must have stopped after Hagrid was kicked out. Otherwise, Riddle wouldn't have gotten his award. Are they saying that because they believe that the Slytherin heir can only con- can control the monster? Like the people 50 years ago? Yeah. Believed? I think, I don't really know if anyone really believed Hagrid was the Slytherin heir, but they were just told like, hey, this kid has a monster and this is an explanation to all the parents and the parents of the girl that died. This is good enough for us of an explanation. So this is what we're going to determine the answer is. I don't think anyone had any proof that Hagrid was the heir of Slytherin. Does that make sense? That's how my thinking. Yeah. Like the school needed a needed something to tell the parents. And when Tom came to them with this information, they're like, okay, well, we're not going to explore any anything else. Okay, so the monster just left in the corridor and never came back? The spider? Yeah. Yeah. I, like, it's it, just like... <laughs> I mean, I know that that's where the memory ended, but I'm like, yeah. So Gary's like saying the attacks must have stopped after Hagrid was kicked out. So like, mm-hmm. what the the monster decided to stop attacking because Hagrid was no oh. longer at the school. That's yeah, kind of what I'm confused about. Th- yeah, I think it's because the Slytherin heir is supposed to be able to control it. Yeah. So okay. without Hagrid being there, sorry, was that the original question? <laughs> yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So without the Slytherin heir there, 
Mm-hmm. The monster cannot be controlled, which is why the attack stopped. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. I still don't believe that Hagrid is the Slytherin but we shall continue. <laughs> the Mandrakes were almost fully mature and ready at this point. The second years were given something new to think about. The time had come to choose their subjects for the third year. Hermione, of course, took this very seriously. It could affect her whole future, she said. She took no one's advice and signed up for everything. Percy was happy to give his advice and recommendations. It depends where you want to go, Harry, he said. But the only thing Harry felt he was really good at was Quidditch, and in the end, he chose the same new subjects as Ron. If he was lousy at them, at least he'd have someone friendly to help him. Aww. True. I know. Or you just want to be with your bestie. It's okay, Harry. It's okay. <laughs> that's what we all did. Yeah. yeah that's how and I picked electives. Schedules. Yeah. It's just like, what yeah. do you guys want to do this year? Exactly. Actually, I picked orchestra, which is funny, in middle school. The only reason why I picked orchestra as my elective was because I had a crush on a boy. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my so God. you. And then I ended up being in orchestra all through middle school, all through high school. So nice. thank you. Thank you to that crush. Well, what a surprise. Joni has another Quidditch match. <laughs> you have the Quidditch. I laughed when I was listening. I was like, this is Joni's section, isn't it? <laughs> Always. Every two chapters, I guess. I guess so. Like, why is there so much Quidditch? Didn't she say <laughs> she hated writing it? Like, stop writing it. <laughs> Gryffindor's next Quidditch match was against Hufflepuff. And would, as usual, had the team practicing every day. Harry was actually feeling a little bit more optimistic about this match and thought that Gryffindor actually had a pretty high chance of winning the Quidditch Cup. Woot! But Harry's op- optimism did end pretty quickly when he came out of practice one day and he found Neville running up to him, frantically saying that he didn't know who had done it. Mm-mm. Harry followed Neville to the do- to their dorm and found his things completely trashed. The contents of his trunk were torn and strewn around. Harry and the other boys in his dorm inspected the scene and Ron concluded that someone was looking for something and he asked Harry if he noticed anything missing. Tom Riddle's diary was gone. Mm. He told Ron under his breath, and they rushed to Hermione in the common room and told her what happened. She pointed out that it had to be a Gryffindor, seeing as no one else had the password. The next day was the match, and Wood was particularly excited because of the perfect Quidditch conditions, but now Harry was preoccupied, thinking about who could have the diary now. Hermione said that he should report the robbery, but Harry refused. He didn't want to explain what the diary was, and especially didn't want any more people possibly finding out about why Hagrid was expelled. On the way to the pitch, Harry heard heard the voice again. Kill this time. Let me rip. Tear. Harry shouted at Hermione and Ron, asking if they heard it this time, and once again, they did not. But Hermione yelped, I think I understand something, and she ran to the library, leaving Ron and Harry in a cloud of confusion. Seeing as it's not unusual for Hermione, the boys shrug it off and make their way to the pitch. This also, sorry to like add in our um, weekly Friends reference. Do you guys remember that episode where no one finished their stories and or, um, oh no, gosh, no, sorry. 
Not that one. I just watched that episode. <laughs> but it was where someone was telling a story and then someone, where was it? Was that story over? Do you remember what episode I'm thinking about? Do you, Johnny? No. Oh, was it when was they it found the... Ross's sweater? And yeah, was like, it someone like when grabbed they were trying it and just walked this... by? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was. Because like they would find the sweater and they'd be like, oh, I know who this is. But they would never reply who oh. the sweater belonged to. And they would just, they like leave the room. And then I think it was Monica <laughs> and Ch- or Ch- and Chandler. And they were like, was that story over? Yeah. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. And Hermione was like, I think I understand something. And she just walks away. And they're just kind of like, okay. I guess we're done talking. Yeah. Sorry. Literally oh every gosh. conversation that I have with Kurt, um, he goes, are you going to finish that sentence? Because I just kind of stop sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Okay. The teams were on the pitch and the game was about to start. Harry was just mounting his broom when Professor McGonagall came speed walking onto the pitch, shouting that the match had been canceled, much to Oliver's dismay. So I didn't really get the clinage, but I got the clinage. Oh, that's right. (laughs) McGonagall ignores his protest and instructs the school to go to their common rooms, and their head of houses will give them further instruction. McGonagall told Harry to come with her. Harry, wondering how he could possibly possibly be blamed for whatever happened, began to follow. Ron approached them, and McGonagall told told him to join them as well. She led them to the hospital wing and prepared them by stating that it could be a shock. There was another attack, this time a double attack. Harry looked over and found Madame Pomfrey leaning over a fifth-year girl Harry recognized as the Ravenclaw Ron mistook as a Slytherin on Christmas. And in the bed next to her was Hermione. Hermione. I mean, the girl just got out of the hospital wing, too. I know. I know. Also, um, I'm just going to say it now just because I just I thought of this when Sissy was reading. It mentions in the beginning of her section how people thought she had been attacked um, because she was in the, in the hospital wing for so long. I felt like that was a teeny bit of foreshadowing. Yeah. Um, this is true. Hermione, Ron groaned. Hermione lay utterly still, her eyes open and glassy. They were found near the library, said Professor McGonagall. I don't suppose either of you can explain this. It was on the floor next to them. She was holding up a small circular mirror. Ron and Harry shook their heads, both staring at Hermione. I will escort you back to Gryffindor Tower, Professor McGonagall said Professor McGonagall heavily. I need to address the students in any case. She's been petrified. I can't Poor believe it. Thing. Back in the common room, McGonagall gave the Gryffindors the new rules for safety. Basically, nobody can go anywhere unsupervised with, um, unsupervised without an adult, and they had to go back to their common rooms by 6 p.m. McGonagall also stated that if the culprit was not caught soon, that the school would be forced to close, and if anyone had information, any information that could be helpful, they should come forward. Once she left, Lee Jordan, one of Fred and George's friends, took the opportunity to point out that the Slytherin, the Slytherins were the only house that hadn't had an attack. Clearly, it was the Slytherins behind the attacks. Even Percy was so upset that he didn't feel the need to put his opinion in any conversation. Fred mentioned that the Ravencrawl girl attacked Penelope Clearwater, 
was a prefect, and Percy didn't think that a prefect would be attacked. Oh, Pause. we know a Ravenclaw name now. Yes, yeah. Other than Gilderoy. Ravenclaw girl is Penelope Clearwater. And I like the name Penelope. <laughs> it is getting more popular. Yeah. I like it. Harry was barely listening. He could not get the image of petrified Hermione out of his head, and he was thinking about what to do. Tom Riddle only told on Hagrid because he was facing going back to an orphanage, and Harry knew exactly how he felt. He needed to talk to Hagrid. Ron asks what they should do, and Harry tells him that they needed to talk to Hagrid, and he could not believe that he would do this again, but if anything, Hagrid could at least tell them how to find the chamber. Harry dug out his invisibility cloak, and the two boys made their way to Hagrid's hut. Hagrid answered his door, armed with a crossbow, to Harry and Ron's surprise. Hagrid sighed in relief when he realized who it was. He let them in and fumbled around, trying to get tea ready for them, but he was clearly distracted, constantly looking out the window. Harry asked if he heard about Hermione, and Hagrid confirmed that he did, but the conversation could not continue due to another knock on the door. Harry and Ron threw the cloak over themselves, and Hagrid answered the door. It was Dumbledore and another man. Another man. The stranger was a short, portly man with rumpled gray hair and an anxious expression. He was wearing a strange mixture of clothes, a pinstripe suit, a scarlet tie, and a long black cloak, and pointed purple boots. Under his arm, he carried a lime green bowler. It's a lot of colors. (laughs) Yeah. Ron explained in a whisper that it was Cornelius Fudge, Arthur's boss and the Minister of Magic. Hagrid went pale, and Fudge started talking to him about how this was looking very bad, that four attacks on Muggleborns was getting out of hand, and he had to do something. Hagrid frantically stated that he would never be behind the attacks, and he begged Dumbledore to help him. Dumbledore made it very clear to Fudge that he did not believe that the attacker was Hagrid and that removing Hagrid would not do anything. Fudge just continued, stating that Hagrid's record was against him and that the school governors were talking and he was under a lot of pressure and had no choice but to take him. Take me where? Hagrid asked trembling. Fudge assured him it would only be a short while. It was only out of precaution. Not Azkaban, croaked Hagrid. Fudge did not have the opportunity to reply due to another knock at the door. <laughs> He's to party at Hagrid's. Yeah. Seriously, it's a small place. How do they all fit? I know. It was Lucius Malfoy. As he walked in, Hagrid made it clear that he was not welcome in his home. Lucius, disgusted at the thought of Hagrid's hut as a home, ignored Hagrid and proceeded to Dumbledore. He tells Dumbledore that the governors had discussed it and ordered his suspension due to the attacks with two more hap- two more happening today soon enough there will be no more muggleborns in the school which would be awful oh my gosh yeah i can see you mourning it so much lucius for real yeah fudge addressed lucius stating that he did not think that it would be helpful to suspend dumbledore if dumbledore can't control the attacks who can Lucius points out that it was up to the governors to suspend a headmaster, so Fudge had no say. He passively brushed over Fudge's points and said that 12 governors voted, and that was final. Hagrid, enraged, asked Lucius how many of the governors did he threaten to get those votes. And Dumbledore, with Dumbledore gone, there will be killings next. 
My god. I mean, these governors really have more say than the Minister of Magic. I mean, they're, they have more say in what happens at Hogwarts than the Ministry has. Okay, yeah, true. They're like the school board. Mm, okay. Calm yourself, Hagrid, said Dumbledore sharply. He looked at Lucius Malfoy. If the governors want my re- removal, Lucius, I shall, of course, step aside. But, stuttered Fudge, no, growled Hagrid. Dumbledore had not taken his bright blue eyes off of Lucius's, Lucius Malfoy's cold gray ones. However, said Dumbledore, speaking very slowly and clearly, so that none of them could miss a word, you will find that I will only truly have left this school when none here are loyal to me. You will also find that help will always be given to ho- at Hogwarts to those who ask for it. For a second, Harry was almost sure Dumbledore, Dumbledore's eyes flicked towards the corner where he and Ron were hidden. Admiral sentiments, said Malfoy, bowing. We shall all miss your uh, highly individual way of running things, Albus, and only hope that your successor will manage to prevent any uh, killings. Ugh. So that's Lucius. it? Dumbledore is just gone? Yep. Lucius and Dumbledore then proceed to leave Hagrid's hut. Fudge is waiting for Hagrid to follow him as well outside outside of Hagrid's hut. But huffing, Hagrid says loudly, if anybody wants to find out some stuff, all they have to do would be to follow the spiders. That'll lead them right. And someone will need to feed Fang. Hagrid then <laughs> followed and confused Fudge out of his home. Ron and Harry pulled off the cloak. We're in trouble now. With Dumbledore gone, they... There will be an attack every day, said Ron. And this is where I had to stop. <sighs> but now that we've recorded this, I can uh, keep reading the next two chapters. Yeah. Yeah. Follow the spiders. Follow yeah. The he, spiders. So he was giving them a hint, which goes back to when um, Riddle's memory was of Hagrid letting this spider loose or mm-hmm. accidentally letting it loose. So yes. Hagrid knows something. He knows something. Do you remember the the spiders that Hermione saw scuttling away strangely? It's a little reference. Oh, yeah. Oh, sneaky. Something to think about. Mm. Was that in last last couple of chapters? I think we talked about that last week, right? Yeah, I think it was two episodes ago. Not this okay. one that's about to come out, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. the one that was just released. You talk about my Pikachu. Mm-hmm. No Pikachus were harmed. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> I do remember that, but oh, it makes sense. So Hagrid knows something, mm-hmm. but then I'm like, if he knows something, why are they not trying? Like, why isn't he using that information to try and stop it? That's a good question. You know? And Azkaban, is that the prison? Mm-hmm. That's so yeah, the wizard prison. Yeah. I know I've like heard of, I mean, one of the books is called Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah. Nice. I, I think the reason why Hagrid's not really fighting that hard for himself is he just doesn't think he'll be believed because he wasn't believed True. in the past. Yeah. He wasn't believed about what, Joni? Well, I mean, I'm sure they expelled him. Mm, thought you were going to tell me something. <laughs> <laughs> like. He, he literally said in the past chapter, I didn't do it, <laughs> but he still got expelled. Yeah. Uh, 
So wait, he did. He said I didn't do it. Well, he actually didn't he say said it he to didn't Tom. Do it. He he said. Oh, he said that the, the monster, monster didn't. She yes. could or they could never. No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So at the end of that chapter, what chapter is that? So maybe the spider's good. Maybe the spider is trying to figure out who it is. So yeah, at the end of chapter thirteen, you find <laughs> out that it's Hagrid. And then 14, you're kind of changing your mind about Hagrid because Dumbledore is saying, you know, I I have no reason to believe that Hagrid is doing this and that yeah. there's going to be more attacks. And yeah. also just looking at Hagrid and how his, yeah, he got expelled. I think the fact that he is still working at the school and that he is so close to Dumbledore, it just kind of tells you like something, if it was as bad as you are made to believe mm. Hagrid would not be involved be with the school. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like, even how the minister talks to Hagrid, you can tell this is just literally the minister doing an empty movement. Like, the the way that he says it, just like, I just, yeah. I have to do it. I don't have a choice. But he's not saying in any way that he actually believes Hagrid did it. Right. Yeah. That's true, too. Interesting. Very interesting. A lot is happening. So Dumbledore yeah. is just gone. Hermione is petrified. Hagrid is a Slytherin heir. <laughs> I was going to ask, this is a good question for all of us. Were any of you, when, if you can remember Joni reading it for the first time, do you ever, did you ever think that this could happen to Hermione? Well, I watched How, the movie before. Oh, I forget, Joni. <laughs> Jeez. Well, when I remember not thinking about i i guess maybe i just you know that she's a muggle-born they talk about it especially a lot more in this book but i think i was just like oh she's part of the trio it's not going to happen to her yeah i was just wondering then priscilla did you ever think for a moment that maybe hermione would might be in danger sometime this year no because i think like what you said is like you see harry ron and hermione as like the ones that are going to fix all of this and that mm-hmm. are part of like the side that is figuring it out but you never really realized that one of them could be heavily affected by it yeah until obviously now when it happens and you're like oh that's right yeah and She's then you get Jenny's foreshadowing point yeah exactly which is interesting so obviously that penelope check was muggle born yeah right mm-hmm. i'm assuming that is that confirmed i don't know oh i don't know i'm assuming like, because she got petrified or is she just collateral could be oh too. yeah it could be because nearly headless nick you know seemed to have been collateral as well yeah true Interesting. Um, my question is what are your thoughts on this this bloke tom riddle <laughs> what's a bloke it's like, it's a, like a it's like english slang for like a, a guy a dude oh okay bloke <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna write that down so i can <laughs> use it on scarlet and sophie and jody and charlie anyways continue i'm sorry what are my thoughts on the bloke yeah like how are tom you feeling about riddle. tom riddle uh well the whole like writing through his diary is very interesting to me like is he dead yeah is he is alive that you wonder like how is yeah. his diary working and it 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 seems to be working in real time. Exactly. So I'm just like, and also I don't remember them like really looking him up much other than when they went to go look at his award. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So I'm like, why didn't they do more like research on this guy? Yeah, you know, it's all in the library. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how much you can find, but but if he's credited for finding who opened the chamber of secrets before, that should be in a history book, right? Right. You would think. Yeah, I mean, in fifty years, yeah, definitely enough time to make it put it into there. And um, but as far as like that whole like, let me show you, and it's just all very like, is this guy good? Yeah. Or I don't know. I'm I'm like unsure about him, especially because we know Hagrid and this guy accused Hagrid of something that, you know, I it's hard for me to believe. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe this guy is just someone that thought that they could figure it all out and just got it wrong and then still thinks that they're right. And really, they were wrong. And I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But it's all very interesting. That, that whole diary thing is, it's kind of cool, but it's just like, how is this working? Yeah. You know? I don't know. What did you guys think about him when you first read? I knew the story. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. I, I can't I, say any of, like, my opinions <laughs> until the sixth book. <laughs> gotcha. God. So far from now. Um, I honestly can't remember, but I feel like... I, as a reader, I'd be very interested in this character. Same thing what you were wondering, like, where is he now? Is he dead, alive? How is this diary working? Is he in another space writing yeah. back in, like, maybe a second diary? I don't know. Why is Harry um, so trusting of this random person? Yeah. I'd be so scared to put my face up to a screen coming up in the book. <laughs> right. And then falling into a memory, I guess. I know. I feel like I didn't really expect that. I didn't expect him to like go in, like physically inside. I feel like I'd be like, oh, I'm stuck here forever. Yeah. And I was also thinking like the whole hour that passed, did that like real time hour also pass, I wonder? Oh, time travel. Yeah. Like, oh, because in Umbrella Academy, it's like, but no time had passed, but freaking Klaus was in Vietnam for a year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was cool. That was a cool little storyline. Yeah. It was sad, too. But yeah. Uh, I will say, I do have a memory of when Sissy was reading this book. And she really? was at this part. Yeah, I remember. Really? Up to me. Yeah. I, I think I had to, like, make you stop reading because we had to do something or something. And you looked at me and you're like, no. And I'm like, what? And you're like, I can't. And it's just like, I just found out that, that we think that the person doing all the bad things could be Harry's, like, one of Harry's friends. And I'm like okay mom says we have to go <laughs> and i probably wanted to talk about it so bad with someone yeah Aww. i'm pretty sure you were trying to talk to me about it i'm like i don't, I don't know care. what you're talking about <laughs> oh my gosh i don't remember that yeah i remember that little moment that's funny all right what are some uh, characters we met or do you guys have more uh questions sorry just a think. note I just like how they like to, they're putting a lot of similarities between this riddle guy and Harry. <laughs> Something to think about. He I feels guess. connected to him. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when he walked into the room, he said, Harry said like, oh, that he reminded him of him. Oh, yeah. Kind of. I think he said something like that. I forget exactly how he worded it. I don't know. I, I don't know. I also feel like. Okay, so let's go back for a moment. I just remembered something when you said that Harry, um, they compare him a lot or whatever. But also, 
they mentioned this guy sounds like Percy. And oh, yeah. and then I was thinking when this is probably so far off, but when Hermione was like the person that stole the diary must be a Gryffindor. And I was oh, thinking yeah. about Percy. About that point. Because I'm like, I wonder if he has something to do with any of it as maybe not like to the point where he's involved, but he wants to help out so much that he's willing to try and find it, the stuff as well, find things out as well. So I don't know if maybe he overheard them and Ron, th- that's kind of like where my mind was going as far as like who stole the diary out of Harry's room. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. I like those, those thoughts. Good, good. Good, good. Good, good. <laughs> uh, so we meet the Minister of Magic, Cornelius Fudge. I looked him up on Harry Potter Lexicon, and there's only so much I can say because we're only on book two. <laughs> so from Harry Potter Lexicon, Cornelius Fudge is just a little bit about his personality, I guess. He is impressed by wizarding families with pure bloodlines and by generous donations. As a result, he favors people like Lucius Malfoy, which that was obvious by the end of the last chapter. Yeah, so he's kind of seems like a slime ball. Yeah, but I also think that he was kind of against Dumbledore being, right? Oh, it kind of seemed yeah. like he was like hesitant and was like, wait, what's happening? I don't mm-hmm. think that this is, you know. Yeah, I think at least when I was reading it, I felt like it's clear that he just gets pressured by whoever's around him because like he's not, he's saying that he believes Dumbledore and I feel like he is just like, oh, well, I don't, I don't think you did it, Agrid. Well, he didn't say that, but like I, but like. The governors are talking mm-hmm. like I feel pressure mm-hmm. like I have to do something and it's yeah. not it's not out of oh some like I need to do something because the welfare of the students it's more of the I need to do something because everybody around me is looking at me like I should have done something already yeah hmm we also meet um Tom Riddle yeah. mm-hmm. Tom Riddle we don't know diddly squat about him Nope. Except yeah, other that he than... was head boy yes. and um, won an award and has a diary and got Hagrid expelled. Yeah. Do we like him or do we not? I know. That's why I'm unsure of him because yeah. we like Hagrid a lot. and But there has to be something that they all agree to. Hagrid agreed to, agreed to and or he just kind of settled with accepting faults or something. Because yeah. he yeah. just kind of accepted the fact that he's he was um, expelled, never able to use magic, and now he just kind of works there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Most valuable wizard. Mm. Oh, man. I feel like the last last week I gave it to Hermione, didn't I? Mm-hmm. I feel like I did. Yeah. Um, I kind of wanted to say her again because she left and got petrified, but I guess that doesn't like make her valuable. If anything, that makes her not so valuable because she's <laughs> petrified. Um, Hermione, you're not here to help. Help how with Ron's homework. <laughs> We're all screwed without you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, dare I what say do you guys think? Tom Riddle? Without his help, I feel like Harry got a lot of clues. And we don't know what to do with the clues and if the clues are true or not. But we're closer to figuring it out. I don't know. Is that worthy? I mean, he gave uh, yes. the most information. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to pick in this episode the most valuable wizard. There wasn't a whole lot of, like, 
this figuring out or helping. Info. Yeah, yeah it was then, more of just like an Then you have Hagrid who gives us follow the spiders. Yeah, exactly. And Make Harry sure and to be think. Like, what? <laughs> now, I, I got to give it to our boy Gildory with his mora, uh, morale oh. booster. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. I'm sure Hermione would agree with you. Yeah. All that <laughs> reminded the, and me And the of... card. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. That was nice of him. It reminded me of high school and those little grams. Yeah. Like you would send to classmates and friends. Or your little crush. carnation that would, yeah. like, by the end of the day, would be broken in half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, I guess we could give it. Yeah, well, I guess I could give it to Riddle as well. I can't think of um, anything else. Wait, is Madame Pomfrey, is she a wi- witch? Yeah, yes. she's a witch. Her profession is a healer. Okay, then I'm going to give it to her. She <laughs> healed Hermione. And yeah. then oh, yeah, they got the petrified ca- again. Yeah, yeah. But That's true. I'm going to give it to her. One. She doesn't get enough credit. No, you she know, doesn't. She's over there working hard, healing all these children that m- come up with like freaking slugs coming out of their mouth or whatever yeah. random crop they get into and she doesn't ask any questions. Yeah, you know, the stories she has. Yeah. I'm going to give her that one this time. Oh my God. Harry Potter, but in the perfe- perspective of Madame Pomfrey. Oh my gosh. That would be a good one. <laughs> oh, she has a diary. Another day in the hospital being with Harry Potter. I seriously see this kid way too often. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I guess Ron never went to her with his slugs, did he? No. He, is he the slugs. only one that's gone? No, he, he, he went to her with for... his the dragon bite. Mm-hmm. Oh, the dragon bite. That's right. And then Harry went to her for like a million things. And then <laughs> Hermione has um, gone to her for the, the most recent and mm. for the uh, turning into a cat. Yeah. Okay. Ew. I think I know yeah, that's, that's what the most magical to. moment would be. What's that? Jumping into a memory through a diary. The diary Ooh. in general, too. Writing back. Diary, so diary, diary. <laughs> gosh, I said diary so much. I was like, gosh, this word's starting to sound weird. Yeah, that's a good one. The diary is is like, for me, one of those things that's kind of subtle, subtly written into the book, but mm-hmm. it's so like, it's magic like the fact that you are talking to someone through a book like it's not like how we're texting you know it's like obviously there's like whole like cell phone towers that work with these phones and all that but a book where someone's responding to you after you write back and then it disappears that's really cool yeah like for her i don't know this is just like some of the things that are written you know it's crazy (laughs) i think it's funny that we talked about our diaries in the last episode and not in this one yeah, I like that you <laughs> added that into there. Uh, is that the magical moment? Yeah. I would say the diary as well. Yeah. yeah. The whole uh, diary in, in memory. I mean, you don't want it to be the Cupids, you know, talking and <laughs> singing to Harry. No, they weren't very magical. They sounded actually pretty intimidating. Well, she and Harry used surly doors. Who described? Oh. The book. Yeah. The book. But that does bring up the uh moment that harry used magic on malfoy oh, and yeah. you know he felt good silly. about that he was like oh yeah mm. <laughs> yeah i don't care if i lost five points percy <laughs> okay all right well i guess that'll bring us to the end of this episode as always if you're listening and you would like to help us out with a review we'd appreciate that 
If you'd like to connect with us outside the podcast, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Unveiling the Magic and on Twitter at Unveiling Magic. Yep, yep. Yeah, so find us there if you haven't already. And until next time, mischief managed. Bye. 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 Is Phil back? Yeah, do you see her doing her little? <laughs> She's like super happy. He's going to open the door a little bit. What happened? Bella's like, wait, like doing like turns at the door. And Mike, is Phil back? <gasps> oh no. My camera. Did your camera overheat? Probably. Let me turn on the fan. Ugh. It makes me cold. Hold on. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. You scold me when I did this before. So. In a loving way, people. <laughs> loving way. Trying what, to figure what did out you do before? To... So when I usually read for my book, I have to turn because my mic it's just like my mic setups in my way, and then she oh, gets okay. mad at me because then my yeah because then her voice gets your all voice like goes lower, and so now you're laughing you at can... me because I put my book in front of my camera, and you can't get mad at me for this. I'm trying to work. <laughs> I was gonna this say you out. can just put your book in front of the camera. It's fine. We can hear your voice. Yeah. See enjoy, that. enjoy. See that UK cover. cover of the book. <laughs> oh, don't hit your mic. <laughs> Just saying. I lost my groove. <laughs> Struggled at the end, y'all. Yeah, you were you were struggling, Joni. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, are you gonna get through that? <laughs> I don't know. I sh- we got through the episode. We did. I'm so happy. <laughs> I was honestly kind of nervous.